0: Welcome to Crosslink Community Church Podcast, where we prize Jesus, make disciples, and love people well. We are so glad you're here, and wherever you're listening from, we believe you will be more acquainted with the heartbeat of God through today's message. So, uh, Happy New Year. You're probably wondering why the more bald guy is up here than the normal. Um, Jeremy got the uh, fine privilege to go to um, a, a pastor's church that he is... Kind of been molded by, been um, just just falling in love with Christ through this through this this preacher. Um, he was able to spend some time to this morning. He's there right now worshiping with it at Matt Matt Chandler's church in Texas. So it was good for him to get away, um, but that means you get stuck with you get stuck with the B team this morning. So um, yeah, so. I'll tell you I'll be honest um, there was a friend of mine who just said no crying and I and I'm not going to promise if you know me you know two things I love wearing flip-flops which I don't have on this morning because it's too cold but I do wear my motions on my sleeve and this week's of this week's preparation or actually the last month or so preparation has been um, kind of challenging in the fact that um, you know something that I don't do every outside of just doing a normal Bible study I don't I don't prepare a message that I get to deliver, um, kind of like what Jeremy does each week. So the weightiness of it, the heaviness of it has been really, um, see, Josh, I told you, you shouldn't have said that this morning, Josh. Um, it's just been hard. It's been it's been hard, but it's been good. It's been revealing how I believe a lot of these things that I'm going to share with you, not, not all. I mean, I, I believe every one of them, but I didn't realize how thin my belief was. So hopefully you will get something out of it. I'll stumble through this. There's going to be a lot of scriptures that are going to go up on the screen, but hang in there. Um, I Hopefully God will be able to speak to you like he spoke to me in the last couple of weeks as I prepare for this. So let's go ahead and dive in, okay? You good? You ready? Whew. So um, obviously New Year, uh, everyone kind of like myself, you know, you kind of do New Year's resolutions, right? you know, you want to get in shape. I mean, I always say round is a shape. Um, but I, as I look at that, as I do that, um, I often wonder um, when we start to do that, when we start to begin the new year, um, we reflect on how the past year went, right? We, we kind of look at what we've done, what we haven't done, what went well, what didn't go well, uh, what kind of person were we that year, what kind of person we want to be moving forward in 2024, um, and what do we need to change for the coming year? What is it that, that not only we want to change, but we feel like God is pushing us towards? Dare I say, we we also ponder a lot of things. We ponder, you know, what, what is my purpose? I know that that's something that I kind of think about a lot. You know, what's my purpose with my job? What's my purpose with my church family? What's my purpose? You know, fill in the blank. <clears throat> We also go. We also kind of ponder. Okay, what kind of goals do I want to set for myself? What can I accomplish this year? What's essential to me? What's not essential to me? Um, what will bring me closer to God? What will take me further away from God? And basically, who we want to become. A bottom line is who we want to become this coming year. That's that's. I think in a nutshell that that sums up um, New Year's resolutions. I would guess many of us would take inventory um, and make those goals of ourselves. We look to various sources. Um, we look towards various sources to accomplish those things. We look at social media, we look at our friends, we look at our job, and we look at a different, lot of different things that will definitely play into those decisions and play into those goals we want to set, our, set for ourselves. So I got a question for you. What, what's, what's influencing us? What influences us through day to day? What plays a major role in our lives? Anybody have an answer? No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Um, where do we go for guidance? Where do we turn? Who do we turn to? Do we turn to our friends? Do we turn to our job? Do we turn to fill in the blank? What platforms do we go? What resources do we use? Do we, we turn to social media? Um, I call I call Facebook Stockbook, because that's really all that it is. You want to measure yourself against other people that are on those social media platforms. As we as we fully uh, aware and we're ready to turn and, do full and fully comprehend those things, what voices are speaking to us? What little, what little thing on the side of your shoulder is speaking to you more than the other side? Additionally, we, we ask ourselves, how can I do what they're doing? How can I compare myself to them? What, they, they look like they're doing it right. They look like they're, they've got their life in, in order. But I, I question, do they really? Because we're only seeing a snippet of what really is who they are. We look at these things to direct us. You know, we look, at, we, look at, we look at John Doe. We say, man, he's got it all together. I can do that. Or maybe I can tweak it a little bit where I can, I can make it work for me. I can make that work for me and make me look like that. We dissect everything we see. We dissect the moves that others make. We dissect whether that person um, is doing the right thing. Uh, we look at our relationships. Is that going right? Is that relationship going right? Oftentimes this comes from the desire to have, or dare I say, to be known, to accomplish, um, what we all kind of classify as the American dream. We, uh, in my opinion, I, I'm speaking to myself. When I, when I put this together, I'm speaking to myself because I thought it was a good good start for the new year, but the more I dived into it, I realized where I put my fat, my value, where I put my worth, and then who I put my worth in. We constantly live into this state, a, a state of discontent. If you're like me, you think you got it all together, but one little thing pushes you off off of that off of that beaten path. Um, I had a conversation with a, a friend of mine this morning. We talked about our North Star. What, where is our North Star? Where do we anchor when those times of struggle comes? I mean, there's a reason why boat anchors are heavy and they're, they're hooked to a, a long line of chain, because they go deep into the ocean. And if they were just shallow, what would happen? They would just kind of toss and go with the waves, just much like what we do in our struggles. If we're not deep in who we are and who we believe in, then we just kind of get tossed, tossed aside. So my encouragement is that we go deep with our our identity um, during this this morning. Um, And if you're like me, we feel we never can do enough. We never have enough. We never can accomplish enough. And I think our our flesh longs for something that is satisfying, Um, not necessarily in the moment, it's nice to be, you know, have, have that grat- gratification right away, like eating, you know, a cupcake or having sausage gravy and biscuits. I mean, that that instant gratification is great, but it doesn't satisfy our soul for the long term. <coughs> so this morning, I just want to share four points and hang in with me. There is, I mean, I could pretty much put this whole thing up on the screen because that feels like that's where I'm going I had a conversation with Noreen this morning about what scriptures I wanted to put up on the screen. And I have in my notes, if you were to look at my notes, I have over 35 scriptures. But I'm only going to highlight the ones that I feel are important, that I feel that, that speak to me. So hopefully they'll speak to you. So the first point I want to talk about. So as we, as we look at our, our New Year's resolutions, as we look at 2024, what are we going to do? Who, who are we? Um, what do we want to accomplish? Who, what, what do we want to use to satisfy us? I think there's four things that we have to, um, to kind of really look and ponder at. The first is, who is God? To better understand who God is, we need to know how He is described in Scriptures. Okay? Everybody in agreement with me? Um, so if we look at these few scriptures, and like I said, they'll come up on the screen. Um, so the first one I want to say is Isaiah 40, 28. He says, He is our creator. Have, not, have you not known, have you not heard? The Lord is everything, our everlasting God, the creator and the end, to the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. He understands and is unsearchable. Revelations 1:8 says, He is mighty, he's the omega or excuse me, he's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. So the scripture says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord. Who is he who was, um, oh, I messed, well, I messed mine up, so let me read it from up there. Who is and who is, who was and who is to come, the Almighty. John 10, 11, 14 describes him as the good shepherd. Isaiah 9, 6 describes him as the prince of peace. Isaiah 43, 11, He is our Savior. I am the Lord, and beside me, besides me, there is no other Savior. Psalms 41:44, 2, He is our Comforter and our Deliverer. John 6, 35, He is our bread of life. This is where, this is the scripture that I originally went to when I did this message. And it's amazing how God kind of pushes you. You have a conversation with a friend, and you kind of go down another trail. And so that's I kind of I was going to preach on the bread of life. He was our bread of life, and then it ballooned into this whole whole other whole other thing. So as a side note, so (laughs) my mind goes 100 miles an hour. Um, So as a side note, I had a hard time. I wanted to describe what this sermon title this sermon, and so there was a lot of different names. I came up with I am. who, who am I? You know, all kinds of stuff. So I hope that you see these scriptures and you, and you see these descriptive um, notes of who God is and who we are as the title. So it could be this long, long title, but I just think it's important that we understand who we are. Um, yeah, I say, I am, God says, I am, but we also say, I am. Who am I? I'm, who am I in God? Isaiah 47:4, He is our Redeemer. Our Redeemer, the Lord of Hosts, is His name. He is the Holy One of Israel. John eight twelve. He is the Light of the World. Deuteronomy thirty two four. He is our Rock. The Rock. He, his wor- wor- His work is perfect, for all His ways are just. A God of faithfulness and without iniquity. Just and upright is He. Psalms ninety one two. He is our refuge. I say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Revelations 9.16, or excuse me, 19.16, he is king of kings and lord of lords. Isaiah 7.14, he is Emmanuel. John 1.29, he is the lamb of God. Isaiah 9.6, he is our counselor. And this one really, this next one I'm going to describe to you, really hit home to me. Um, Psalms 145, 21. He is Yahweh. My mouth should speak the praise of Yahweh and let all the flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. So do you know when when you, um, if you look at the Hebrew word for Yahweh, there is no vows. It's Y-H-W-H. They say that when, um, scholars will tell you that when you speak the name Yahweh, you're actually breathing the life of the Lord. So if you breathe in Yahweh, you're breathing. So when you see a baby breathing, he is breathing the life of God. I just thought that was kind of, you know, it it just hit home to me in the fact that you are, by just simply breathing, you are breathing the name of the Lord. There are just a few of of whom God, these are just a few of whom God is. Each one is very significant and important to understand who He is. Each one is personal to us, each one is powerful to us, and each one is unmatching. Knowing these names of who God is builds our foundation to find out who our identity is in Him. Additionally, He has many different, not only does He have many names, but He has very many uh, very many um, attributes that he is described as in the Bible. So my, my second point is, um, what are the attributes of God? God is infinite, Colossians 1.17. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. <clears throat> God is unlimited power. Psalms 33.6, by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. And by the breath of his mouth, all their hosts. God is all-knowing, Isaiah 46, 9 through 10. Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is no other, I am God. And there is, there is none like me, declaring the, end, of the be, end from the beginning, and from ancient times, things not, not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand, and I will accomplish all my purpose." God is faithful, 2 Timothy 2.13. If we are faithful, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. God is merciful, Romans 9.15-16. through, through 16, For he says Moses, to Moses, I will have mercy on, on to whom I have mercy, and I will have a, a, a compassion on all who, I, who have compassion. God is with us. This is another one that really kind of hit home to me. Um, I believed it. I believe God was always with me. But as, as I said earlier, you know, when the waves come and the struggles come, um, man, I'll be completely transparent. I, I, I go with the waves. Whichever way the wind's blowing, I'm going. So this, this one really kind of struck, struck home to me. God is with us. Psalms 139, 7 through 10. Where shall I go from your spirit, or where sh- shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If if I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the utmost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, for your right hand shall hold me. So I, I, um, I pin these next few words just to as a reminder for myself and i hope i hope they will remind you and and as you go through your struggles and as you go through through life god is with us when we thought we we'd be married by now god is with us when everyone has abandoned us god is with us at the altar god is with us in therapy god is with us in the divorce attorney's office god is with us until when until death to us part turns into there's someone else. God is with us when the pregnancy test comes back positive or negative. God is with us when they can't find the heartbeat. God is with us in the doctor's office when they say it's cancer again. God is with us when we get the, get the news that there's nothing else we can do. God is with us when we don't even think we believe ourselves. God is with us when we can't sing the songs. God is with us when we can't get out of bed. God is with us when we are frustrated. God is with us when we feel betrayed by others. God is with us. I think I can end the sermon right there. Um, If God were to give us what we wanted in the moment, we would have just a small answer of a temporary struggle. Instead, he is, he said, he will give us his presence every second of every minute of every hour of every day. God is unlike anyone we could ever encounter or imagine. God is one of a kind. Even describing him with these few words doesn't do it justice. Um, He is what he does for us. Our words simply cannot or do justice to describe who God is. So now that we talked about who God is, with His, what His names are, and His attributes, I think the, the logical thing to do is to turn towards um, what is our identity in God? What do we do with all those things that we, that we just described? Like myself, I'm sure many of us have plenty, plenty of good ideas of who we want to be or who we are and plan to be in the coming year. You might even know what your ideogram number is. I know I do, uh, only because I'm married to a one. Um, but, that, but, but does the identity of that number or the plan that we think our identity is align with, line up with God's? Do we have any idea of who we are in God? I, I, sometimes I struggle. Sometimes I struggle with that. Or how we walk into that identity. That's even harder. So, what metric do we use to define our identity in God? So, I wanted—I want to declare—I want to—I want to share some declarative statements. Um, that's a good English word, declarative. Declarative statements of who God says I am. Uh, so, listen up. You were chosen, John 15, 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit shall abide so that who that whenever you ask the father in my name he will give it to you you are free galatians 4:7 says so you are no longer a slave but a son and if a son in an air through God. All right, I want to take the awkward moment, take a drink. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy's right, that is kind of awkward. You are forgiven, 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from un- of all unrighteousness. You were made in God's image. Genesis 1:27. You are a co-heir. Romans 8:17. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. You are rescued. Galatians 1, or excuse me, 3:13. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Curses everyone who is hanged on a tree. Without so this is um, this comes from a song, which I it, it hit me this morning coming in, and I I actually added it this morning when I came in. It was um, if you guys know who Lecrae is, he's a Christian rapper. Um, I think this this fits this this whole you are rescued portion. He says, without Jesus dying on the cross, there is only condemnation. If Jesus wasn't executed there would be no reason for celebration. You are complete, Colossians 2.10, and you have been filled in Him who is the head of all rule and authority. So I have a question for you. So we've just read through who God says we are. I truly believe if I ask each and every one of you, you would say that you are aware of these truths, just like I was. You've heard them and even believed them from time to time and you've believed them to be true from time to time. In fact, I would guess that most of us, at one time or another, um, have referenced these truths to our friends or our families in times of struggle. If you're like me, um, there are times that I have heard these, and I, and I believe them, I believe them wholeheartedly, but I believe that they're not for me. There's some times that I actually believe that if, if I'm completely transparent and honest. So what does that mean? I think what it means is the struggle lies with us. The struggle doesn't lie lie with God. The struggle lies with us. Not fully believing these truths to be true. That somehow they are truer for others than they are for us. Let me say that again. That somehow they are truer for others than they are for ourselves. But if we say to ourselves, we do believe them, here, then here's a question for you. Why do we search for our wealth in others? Why do we compare ourselves to others? And why do we model ourselves after other people? The bigger question, I think, for, for me is why we put these things In the hands why do we put our self-worth in others why do we believe in others why do we look to others to change us the bigger question is why do we put these things in the hands of humans last time i checked i wasn't perfect humans aren't perfect so why do we put ourselves why do we put our our trying to find out who we are set our goals into people that are going to fail us as soon as we walk out this building your identity and God starts with the understanding of who He is, what He says about ourselves, and what he says, of, excuse me, what he says about himself, and then also what He says about us. Your identity can only be defined by God. Our worth can only be defined by God, which is enough for our faith and hope in Him. Our identity can only be fully known through knowing Him, making Him known to others. And our identity can only be fully known through those two things, through us fully knowing who God is and fully knowing who we are in God and making Him fully known to others around us. So I'd like to go ahead and invite the the band to come back up. So um, we've talked about who God is in Scripture, what names are he, He's called by, what His attributes are, who He calls us, who we are in God. So the last, last one I think is the, the most logical next step is to point number four is who we are, or excuse me, who are we called to be in God? Knowing those things that we know that we just discussed about the names of God, the attributes of God, and who He calls us to be, or excuse me, what He calls us. So, who are we, and what are we supposed to do with this? We are called to be holy. Ephesians 1.14, even as He clo- chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before Him in love. We are to live the life we are called to. <clears> 1 <throat> Corinthians 7.17 says this, only let Persons, excuse me, only let each person lead the life that the Lord has assigned to him and to which God has called him to. This is, my, this is my rule in all churches. We are called to use our gifts to serve others. First Peter 4, 10, 11 says this. As each of us has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards in varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whenever whoever serves, as one who serves by the strength of God, that the God supplies him. In other, that any anything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to him belong glory, the dominion forever and ever. Amen. We are called to live a life of hope. First Peter 3:15 through 16 reads says this: But in your hearts Honor Christ the Lord as holy always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for this hope that that is in you yet do it in the gentleness and respect having good conscience so that when they when they when you are slandered those who refile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame we are called to make him known John 17 3 says this. And this is this is eternal life that they know him the only true God and Jesus Christ who you have sent. We are called to do all of this in community. Hebrews 10:24 through 25 says this. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as it is habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day dawning near. And the last one is we are called to be restored. Um, Psalms 51, 2012 says this, Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with a willing spirit. So I came across an article that was called The Redeemed Um, The restoration can be explained in four R's. Um, The first one, replace. Ezekiel 3.26 says, God replaces our hearts of stone with hearts of flesh. Renew, Romans 12.2. Focusing on the Bible, our minds can be continually renewed. Revived, Romans 6.4. Through the resurrection of Jesus, we are given a new, everlasting life. And the last one, return. Romans 5.10. Through the saving work of Jesus on the cross, we are reunited with God. So as we wrap up, so this morning, more than anything, um, I want you to leave here with a fresh perspective, uh, as well as a feeling challenged to change the metric of how we view ourselves and where we are we, where we find our worth. God is faithful, or excuse me, God is good, faithful and the uh, finisher of our faith. He loves us and will never never defile us or fail us. My hope is to have a better my hope for you and more for for myself is to have a better understanding of his heartbeat, his character and our identity in him. He sees you, knows you and meets you where you are. You are everything to him. So my prayer and hope is you will choose to see yourself the way that God sees you. That you will no longer look to the world to define that value or who you are. You will no longer look to others to see if you measure up. You will no longer believe that you are not enough. You are fully accepted and loved by God and let me tell you, that's enough. That knowing him more than anything else in the world is what truly satisfies, satisfies and, and allows us and compare, compels us to let him be known to the world. That's our identity. Would you agree? That's our purpose, I think. Um, so I hope, to, uh, I hope you choose to live in community and with others and search that restoration of the truths that I just spoke uh, from Scripture. So I just want to leave you with this last, last little note, and then I'll pray, and then we'll be done. Why would we use outside sources like social media, podcasts, magazines, spouses, and other worldly relationships to find our identity and worth? when we have the perfect works of our Father who loves me. Dear Father, just thank you for this time. Thank you for this, just these few minutes. I know it was a lot. I know there was a lot of scriptures there, but I, my prayer is I just hope one of those scriptures rang true with somebody. Lord, I just pray that you be with us and forgive us. We, we believe, but forgive us in our unbelief. We love you in Jesus name I pray amen thank you for listening to crosslink community church podcast if you would like more information about our church please visit our website at www.crosslinkchurch.com or join us in person on Sunday mornings at 10 20 a.m don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss a single message and share with a friend thank you again for listening